the 200 level. Mike Carpenter in the basement studios on this Thursday evening. Illinois currently, with about 10.45 to go in the game, is leading Penn State 42-39. to Decided not to go to the game tonight, and I don't want to sound like a Fairweather fan or anything like that, but between a busy day at school and having some errands to take care of afterwards and Kerry getting back from Michigan yesterday just wasn't really feeling the Thursday night game against Penn State, and we all know a big reason why. You know, Trevor and Isaac were at the game, and they've spoken, or at least texted, in the thread about how the atmosphere there, it's as if everybody recognizes the Tuesday night matchup between Purdue and Wisconsin was a killer. And it was. We can admit that. I was far more upset than I thought I would be. I completely lied on Twitter when I said, I'm going to be content with Whatever happens tonight. Well, I did not take into account that Wisconsin would win with two straight bank shots. Did not count on that happening. Of course, I was angry. I was very pissed off and thought, you got to be kidding me, because what it robbed us of was a final week with a lot of intrigue, with two home games that are winnable. This one more winnable than the Iowa game, if we're being honest, as DeMonte misses a three there. Still three-point lead for Illinois, 10.30 to go. But yeah, it just sucked the wind out of the sails, and I think you could see that in Illinois in the first half, but as I texted the guys, I'm I'm not that angry about a lethargic first half. It would only be human to recognize that your title chances are slim to none and that they didn't come out with the same fire as if you know Purdue would have won on Tuesday night. Well, in the second half, this is where an older team has to impose their will, and so far they haven't really done that. In fact, down to a one-point game, 42-41, to and Penn State, with the size of their guards— and Kofi not doing as much as he probably should against Penn State's interior, he got a one-point lead with under 10 to go. Now, I have many, many memories of Penn State playing Illinois tougher and beating Illinois quite regularly in the last decade, though you've kind of overcome that in the last couple years, including a win at a top-10 Penn State team a couple years ago when Io came back. But this is lethargic now 30 minutes into the game, and that is a bit disconcerting. If it wasn't for DeMonte hitting three threes, oh, nice alley-oop there, though, from Curbelo to Kofi. like to see that. Three-point lead for Illinois. Again, I excuse it for the first half, but if that continues down the stretch here, I'm a little bit more concerned. Now, I can say all that, but what I was thinking about naming the title of this podcast is Acceptance. Because I went through the stages of grief, and that's going to sound a little bit dramatic, given the fact that Illinois is probably going to be a 4 or 5 seed in the tournament. They're probably going to get the double buy in the Big Ten tournament as a nice take here, a steal from Trent, and a nice finish there by Grandison to take a five-point lead. Penn State with a quick timeout. Some nice response there from Illinois. Here's what I mean by acceptance. I was in denial maybe early this year, let's say after the Arizona game or maybe even after the Purdue game at home in January, thinking, well, okay, listen, this team's still putting it together. The anger parts have come in, let's say, the game at Maryland, where even without Kofi, you should have won that game. You shouldn't have lost by 16. Or the game at Rutgers, where you just looked terrible. Or the Ohio State game, to an extent, though that is when I kind of started going towards acceptance. This team's pretty good. They aren't great. And in the NCAA tournament, you can be pretty good and make a run if everything clicks at the right time. Haven't seen that very much as an Illinois fan. In fact, They've made the second weekend five times in my 35 years. And frankly, one out of every seven years is not very good. And it's been since 2005 since they've done that. So the acceptance part of this is I accept that we're pretty good. But I also accept the fact that this team is probably not going to accomplish one of those really tangible things we were hoping for. If the Sweet 16 is ultimately all this team does, that's still something. I would be over the moon for that. 
partly because it's been so long, but another reason is the Sweet 16 gives you as a fan an entire week to be excited about more basketball, and that's something that only 16 fan bases get to say. That's why the Sweet 16 feels as good as it does. You're still four games away from winning a title, but you are extending that excitement. And I think that's why it registers so much with us. That's why the Sweet 16 they made back in 01 with Bill Self, the first one that I remembered, because 89, I was only you know two going on three years old. When they beat Charlotte to make the Sweet 16 in 01, the glow I felt. You know, like I remember it was a pretty nice spring day. My spring break had just started. I had all week to look forward to a Sweet 16 matchup against Kansas, and then Arizona awaited. It was so much fun. I hope we get to experience that. So that is tangible in some ways, but in terms of a Big Ten title, which is what I was circling because it felt so attainable, and it was, and now that's probably not attainable unless Nebraska does something and Illinois closes out these two games here. I guess it could happen, but we know the chances of that are slim, even as good as Nebraska's playing. And then the Big Ten tournament, can you do that again? Well, I don't think Illinois is playing right now at a level that is good enough to win the Big Ten tournament, and you're on Purdue's side of the bracket. And I know it's tough to beat a team three times. I mean, we've, we've experienced that. But on the other hand, I just think we've seen that's a bad matchup for Illinois. I cannot trust Illinois against Purdue. The one team that Purdue always seems to show up for, right? So the acceptance is that I'm going to try and enjoy every last game of the season, and I hope that there are more games than I think there will be. Because what I think we're looking at is the two final games of the regular season. I think you make Saturday of the Big Ten tournament. That's two more. And I hope at least more than two after that. But I think realistically speaking, we're looking at five or six more games this year, unless this team finds something in the way of consistency. Because, sure, everything could click for this team, but we're in this troubling trend now where it's one game on, one game off. And when they're on, they look pretty damn good. They look Sweet 16 good. And I guess, depending on the matchups, they could make a surprise run of the Final Four. I mean, every year there's a four or five seed that makes that kind of surprise trip to it. Maybe Illinois is due for that. Because in my life, it's been one seed or bust if you want to make the Final Four. Part of the reason why last year was so depressing when you lost to Loyola. So, yeah, acceptance. We're pretty good, but we aren't great. And we got nine minutes to go in this game, so I'm kind of going to be going back and forth between macro conversation and then a little bit of play-by-play as Illinois leads by five with nine to go. Harar at the free-throw line looking here for... I mean, Penn State has size in the backcourt. This is a ease. No, miss of the two, but Kofi can't corral the rebound, and Penn State gets the bucket. Before I get too far into this, because we're going to be hitting on quite a few things. And if I sound, I, I hope I don't sound lethargic. I'm just trying to work my way through this and figure out, okay, how can I enjoy the rest of the season? And I do want to say one thing before hitting the sponsors. I am so ecstatic at where this program is based on where it was when Brad Underwood got here. I mean, it is a remarkable turnaround as Kofi just has a sequence that makes you want to pull your hair out. He can't corral a pass and then he doesn't get back in time and an easy two for Harar. That's your first team All-American? I'm sorry. That, to me, has been the overriding story of the season. Your best guy has not been good enough. And I, I see plenty of Illinois fans on Twitter saying, oh, he should be the national player. No, he shouldn't. He's not national player of the year. I don't think he's first team All-American at this point. Um, and that I, I don't know that sounds ludicrous. I think the production is probably there. But if you're talking about being the guy that shows up in big games, or even in this game, it's not happening. So there's another easy two for Penn State. And they take the lead. Wow. 
Let me get the sponsors. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices. dpdoe.com. They got custom zones with any topping you want. One of their favorites like the Maui Wowie or the Buffer Zone, and they deliver anywhere in Champaign-Urbana. That's dpdoe.com. Also, 4th and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com for all your vintage-inspired Wan apparel. Please hurry up and get your new lucky shirt because this team needs some mojo. They really do. 4thandkirby.com has t-shirts, crew neck sweatshirts, and hoodies. DeMonte with his 4-3 of the night. Sure, why not? 4thandkirby.com. State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters, you name it. Brian is my guy, and he can be your guy at brianismyguy.com. He hooked us up with life and auto insurance. Great State Farm prices, as can be expected, but it really is the customer service that makes it that much better. Sorry, I'm getting distracted by this game here. We're all tied up at 49. That's State Farm agent Brian Hansen. And finally, we have Rector Construction. And as the weather warms up, it's time to get a free estimate on your next home exterior project with the guys at rectorconstruction.com. Okay, we're going to commercial 49 all. It is a barn burner at the State Farm Center. God dang, am I happy to not be there tonight. I, I would have been riding all these weird kind of emotions. Uh, and, and here's the thing. As I talk to you right now, there is not a lot of emotion. It's this sort of <laughs> despondent acceptance. Acceptance that we're good, but I wanted to be great, right? So I recognize the greediness in all of that. But I just want to give you kind of the tail of the tape here. We have a 49-all game. We have DeMonte Williams with 14, and he's your leading scorer. I will give DeMonte credit for at least being aggressive. He's had open looks, and he's taken them. He can shoot nine threes if he's going to make four of them. Are you kidding me? Fantastic, DeMonte. Great stuff. Kofi has 10-5 and five against Penn State, and that's not going to do it. That's not what your best player should do. To me, the story of the season thus far has been suboptimal Kofi Coburn, apart from Wisconsin. We saw it in the second half against Michigan State and the second half against Michigan. We see it, right? We know it's there. But when I say suboptimal, you are not getting the Kofi that you needed for this to be a great season. And ultimately, when this thing ends, and I'm afraid it will be in the next five or six games, when this thing ends, what's the legacy? You know, last year after the Loyola game, it was very tough and not a conversation I wanted to have about Iowa's legacy. Well, it'll be secure in different ways. It won't be secure in the way of a D or Darren that had postseason success. I don't think you can put him on the Mount Rushmore of Illinois guys. I don't think so. I think that does require more tangible accomplishments than what Io did, but it's the intangible stuff that is always going to have Io's legacy secure here. And Kofi, his legacy secure in that he was a big part of bringing Illinois basketball back to relevancy. But this was a prime opportunity for him to really just run roughshod over his opponents. And the way he's playing right now is not as good as he was playing his sophomore season. Now, we could say part of that is that Curbelo has been in and out, and there's no doubt that's a big part of it. Kofi last year really turned it on when Curbelo started to find his footing, and when he got that pick-and-roll action going. And let's also be honest, Io made everybody better, Kofi included. But I don't think it's an unrealistic expectation for Kofi in his third year with his size over the guys that he's playing against more often than not. He should be better than this, and he's... All too often, not. When I say all too often, it shouldn't be a night-on, night-off proposition for Kofi. And in the last month, that's what it's felt like. Yes, there was the COVID thing in late December, and there was the, was it a concussion or what the heck was it, where he missed the game at Maryland, but he came back and played pretty well against Northwestern. 
you are better with Kofi. I want Kofi to come back next year, so don't misconstrue this. But I think we can say, yes, Kofi is very good, but the greatness that we were hoping for from him has not happened nearly as much as we might have expected. And it's the intangible thing where just the look of it, I don't see a guy having fun right now. I see a heaviness starting to kind of envelop this team. They, they aren't playing that loose. If anything, I thought, you know, okay, tonight maybe lethargic, but I thought on the other hand, maybe they'll just play loose because what the hell? I mean, we saw against Ohio State, there was a tightness in the middle 20 minutes. And I think they were feeling the full weight of, okay, four games, you got to win all four if you want to share. They were feeling the weight of that. And no, I look at this and I, I can't figure out what the hell's going on. And that's where I go to the acceptance. They're just pretty good, but they're wildly inconsistent. Now, if they can string together a few games, I guess we got something. But I guess I'm going to do some play-by-play. We got 6.30 to go. It's a tie game. Another classic against Penn State, which this program has had far too many of. Kofi on Harar taking a baseline, and he gets doubled, and he does get fouled, so he'll go the line. Now, Penn State has five fouls, Illinois only four. I got to give credit to the officials. This has been a very brisk game. It's only 7.37. All right, let's check and see how Kofi's going to do here. I'm guessing, I'm going to be optimistic. I'm guessing he's going to make both. See, I am the eternal optimist. Kofi going to the line. Tie game, 624 to go. One dribble. Up. Good. So, I don't know. You guys tell me. I mean, you can tweet at me or something like that if I'm being too hard on Kofi. I I very well may be, but... And I know you could say, God dang, Carp, he's getting hacked all the time. Yeah, he he is getting hacked sometimes, but in this particular game, you got to get more. I mean, he misses the second. You got to get more from Kofi. You just do. And otherwise, you could even be looking at a first-round exit, one of those dreaded 5-12 matchups if you get Iona or something like that. And I, I want no part of some of these 12 seeds. We've seen time... Uh, over the years, I should say, we've seen these 12 seeds become more and more dangerous. Now, Kofi with a great block there on Harar, and there will be 11 seconds left for Penn State on this possession. But we're going to go down to a one or two possession game, no matter what happens here. And the question is, who's going to make the play? We see you know, Trent not being nearly as aggressive as he should be. It's just it's a puzzling team for a bunch of 22 and 23-year-olds that, I'm sorry, like where's the urgency? And we got a three here for Penn State. They're up two with six to go. And, man, I wish I felt more right now. I mean, if they lose, I, I don't even know, guys. I mean, I, I think, you know, oddly enough, if you lose, you still beat Iowa. So, DeMonte with a three way off. So, he's four for ten tonight. Penn State's just letting him shoot it. And, again, four for ten, I still take that. That's 40%. You'll take that from three. The rest of the guys need to step up a little bit here. This is going to be a take from Penn State. Their guards are bigger. They find, okay, we get a steal, it looks like. Grandison, no. Harar tumbles to the floor, but it will be possession arrow, Illinois, with 5.30 to go. Hi, Caramba. I'm looking for Trevor and Isaac, and uh, they are not really texting. I mean, I would just be leaning back in my chair at the State Farm Center right now thinking, oh, good God, what are we, what are we doing here? What are we doing? I had a fellow teacher ask me, go in the game, and I said, eh, I got things to do, which is the truth. <laughs> and this is this is maybe the greedy Illinois fan of me talking, but um, yeah, no, it's just it, it it lost its luster after Tuesday night. Though I do wonder, would this game have been any different if Purdue won? I, I would say, yeah, well, maybe so to have this team pumped, but I just can't figure this team's mentality out. Plummer takes it to the rim and does get fouled, so he'll go the line to shoot two, five fifteen to go. So what would make this season a success? Let's have this macro conversation right now. 
Sorry, it was a long day at school, so I occasionally need to take a sip here. What would make this season a success? You know, I, I have jokingly, but not really jokingly, said to Trevor and Isaac, just go in another Big Ten tournament. I don't like your chances in doing that with Purdue on your side of the bracket. I think if you get to the final, you beat Wisconsin. I think that this team, <laughs> again, I can't figure out the mental part of it, but I do think that losing out by a game to Wisconsin, which is in all likelihood what's going to happen, um, Plummer makes both, tie game with 5.15 to go, that you would see a, a pretty inspired effort to say, well, no, we were the best team all along. So whatever chip on the shoulder this team needs. But there was a puzzling, not puzzling, but actually I think very honest thing that Underwood said, troubling might be the better word, that after the way the Big Ten season ended last year, the team poured so much into the Big Ten tournament, and he was basically inferring that that was maybe part of the reason they were so lethargic right before that Loyola game. They had expended everything. They didn't have to do anything against Drexel. They could show up, play, and win by 30, and that's what they did. But against Loyola, they just didn't have the gas in the tank to get that thing done. So I can see, and a nice job by Trent knocking it loose. Kofi gets the steal here. I can I can see that. It's, it's reasonable enough. But it's also like, oh my God, the cascading things that had to happen for you to, there we go, nice three from Grandison on the pass from DeMonte. Three-point lead for Illinois, 430 to go. Everything leading to that, now it makes perfect sense, but it doesn't make it any easier to take. And for this season to be a success, I think one of two things has to happen. I mean, first off, there's the outside shot. You somehow win tonight, you beat Iowa, and then Nebraska, with Bryce McGowan's dropping 35, gets a sneaky win at Wisconsin. And keep in mind, mentally speaking, Wisconsin just came off the biggest win in a long time. I think they're old and wise enough to not let up against Nebraska, but I would be mildly surprised if they just ran Nebraska out of the gym. It, it doesn't seem like the recipe is there for, for them to win by 20. I think Nebraska's just shooting red hot too. I don't know if they play before Sunday either, so I think you're going to have two pretty fresh teams. So we'll see, but there's a little bit of intrigue, but not really. We know it's probably going to happen there. So the two likeliest things that Illinois can do to make this a tangibly successful season, in my mind, win the Big Ten tournament or make the second weekend of the NCAA tournament. And either one of those would be enough for us to say, hey, yeah, that was a pretty good year. But I'm, I'm worried that anything short of that, and we just look at that as like, oh, okay, whatever. And we have a rebound, and Kofi can't quite hold on to it. Penn State gets the ball, now 15 on the shot clock, 3.42 to go. We got to take and we got to block and no shot. They're going to call block on Trent, so we're going to a break here. But that's really it, right? You got to do something. If this is going to be remembered as a season, I mean, two years ago, their season got cut short by COVID, but because it was the first year back for Illinois basketball, finishing second in the Big Ten, even though it happened the last week of the season, did not feel like a letdown nearly as much as this does. It felt more like, okay, you were close, and man, I mean, we're right there, we're back. There was that excitement of being on the come-up. Last year, the month of February and early March was one of the greatest stretches of Illinois basketball I've seen. So even with the loss to Loyola, that team still has a bit of a legacy. We know they probably should have gotten the regular season crown. They had a very impressive run in the Big Ten tournament. And while they're going to be remembered for the Loyola loss— I don't mind looking at media guides and seeing, hey, oh, they tangible, they got a banner. They got something. So that's what it comes down to for this team. Doing something so it's not just another, let's say, God, what would be the comp? You know, I think a comp might be 05, 06. D and James are seniors. They lose the Big Ten by a game. And you can actually go back to the Penn State Richard McBride buzzer beater that wasn't as part of the reason that you did not win a title that year. You lose on Friday of the Big Ten Tournament to Michigan State. You lose in the second round of the NCAA Tournament to Washington. 
I remember being so upset. And of course, I was a more emotional fan back then. And being so upset that, oh, this cannot be the end for Dean James. It's so anticlimactic. These guys, I think they were one win away from being the winningest players in college basketball history. And they lose to Washington. A good Washington team, by the way. I mean, God, a 5C with Brandon Roy. And then who was Spencer Hayes? Spencer Hawk? I forget what the guy's name was, but he was the big guy. That, that would be what it would feel like, right? And that, God dang it, you know, like you were so close to accomplishing more. You had an old team. It felt like, okay, you know that the next year you're going to take a dip. So could we get a little bonus this year? But unfortunately for this team, and I think for fans, myself included, there was a greater urgency because of how last season ended. And it's going to be even more of a thud if this just ends unceremoniously. And it, it might. It very well might. Now, we're about to come back from break here. We're, I think, three and a half minutes to go in this game. I don't know if Penn State's going to go to the line because they called that foul on the floor. So 3.42 to go. You know, I got a friend from Chicago. Him and his wife are down for the weekend. They're going to the game. This is their only game that they went to this year. And I I feel really bad for them because we know the atmosphere probably would have been if Tuesday night were different. Whether the game would be any different, you know the atmosphere would have been because... We all recognized it. You know, I was texting Trevor and Isaac, and after, <laughs> there's the first bank shot from Johnny Davis. But then they tie it up, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, they're going to go to overtime, and they're going to win. Jaden Ivey, the way he's playing now, he was frustrating in the first half, but he really got it going. All right, now they're going to get it going, win in overtime. Whew, okay, great. And then Chucky Hepburn. By the way, a freshman, a freshman Chucky Hepburn now coming on the next start at Wisconsin. You, you know that's what it is. We've seen it time and time again. Devin Harris, oh, pretty oh Oh, now he's a star. Alondo Tucker, oh, no, now he's a star. Johnny Davis, out of nowhere, star. I mean, it's just what happens up there. It's incredible. Well, they got their next star for when Johnny Davis goes to the league, which he will. And I even, I, I dropped an F-bomb, and I'm, I'm watching Rosie, the dog, on because um, Kara was out of town. So she's sitting on the couch with me, and she does not like when I say the F-word. So I, I try not to. It's only moments of supreme frustration. And her thing is to curl up by me and be like, I don't know if it's consolation or like, oh, I'm scared, give me pets. But that's what I did. I tossed the phone on the other side of the couch. It's like blank. And she was none too happy about that. Um, and fortunately, it was in my lap for the rest of the game. I just very quietly shut the TV off when that game ended. And to be honest, this is going to sound so stupid. I had a hard time falling asleep for a little bit after that. For a game that my team wasn't even in. Because it was just such a, you've got to be kidding me. But you know what I'm not going to do on this podcast? I'm not going to focus on the luck of Wisconsin. Eventually, you know, you could say, yes, those bank shots were luck. But the way that they won at Rutgers was not luck. The way that they beat Purdue twice, that ain't luck. Because they controlled that game. In fact, if Purdue would have won, if Purdue would have won, they would have been the lucky ones. Now, I want to watch this real quick on a replay. We got a miss by Penn State on the shot clock violation. And Grandison was clutching his shoulder afterwards in a way that makes me think, dear God, don't be a dislocation. He seems to be okay. He's staying out there. So 317 to go. Three-point Illinois lead. It's closing time, boys. God, it has to be the weirdest atmosphere there right now. Went on a run on campus, and I saw the Orange Crush already starting to migrate towards the stadium and think, okay, you know, we got them back. Might be a little bit of fun tonight. I, You know, the, the spread at 12 and a half, I even said, I, I get it. I probably would not have taken Illinois minus 12 and a half, but I thought it'd be like an eight or nine point win. 
and maybe it still could be, depending on how this ends. This is Kofi with the ball. He's got Harar on him. And uh, just a wild lunge at the rim, and not even close. Kofi just leaves you wanting right now. 2.50 to go. All right, this is going to be Penn State taking it to the rim. We're going to get to something, too. It's a new campaign for Illinois athletics called I Matter. This is the three-pointer for Penn State. It is no good, and Kofi gets the board. Kofi had an image that was put out there today for this I Matter thing. Essentially, it was, you know, watch what you say to these athletes on Twitter, and that is totally true. There are some nut jobs out there on Twitter and Instagram that are actually going in the athletes' comments and saying just ridiculous things. Now, by the way, Grandison does take a seat, and this is a bit of a concern because the way he clutched that, I could not help but think dislocation. And and you can't afford that. I mean, Coleman Hawkins, fortunately, is playing better, but that would be a big loss. And I don't know how quickly you come back from that. It's not his shooting shoulder, but he is in pain right now. Or is he a lefty? I don't think he's a lefty. Plummer and Frazier are lefties. Now, here's Frazier with a three. It is up, and it is no good. So it's going to be Penn State ball with 2.15 to go. Okay, what do we got here? Penn State has missed their last five field goal attempts, but Illinois has not really stretched that lead out. So we'll see what happens here. I, I got to be honest, guys. I don't have the best of feelings here. I don't. By the way, I saw Larry Scarato got fired from his day job as a police officer. And the details aren't really at why, but he got fired from that. Seth Lundy misses that take. This is Trent going for it, and he does not get it quite in time. Penn State gets the loose ball. This is going to be a long two from Penn State. It is up. It is no good. And... Great effort there by Illinois. There was a bad carom off that first rebound. And then the second rebound, a good job by Plummer to haul it in. So we got 135 to go and a quick timeout for Illinois. Hey, yeah, yeah. This is one of those games you just win, forget about. Just win and forget about. And hey, I, I apologize to you fans. I, I'm not here to depress. I'm really not. I'm not personally depressed about this. I call it acceptance because essentially I, I think that's just what it is. And as I was texting with Trevor earlier today, or actually early in the second half, I said, you know, I think it's about time that we start, you know, assuming great things may not happen with this team. I mean, it's just the track record isn't there in the last few weeks to say that they can string together the wins they need to really make a run and really do some damage here. And he said, at this point, I'm fine with being pleasantly surprised. And I, I'm in the same boat. Get the four or five seed, right? Get the win in the 12 or 13 seed game. And then get a high-quality one to go to the Sweet 16. And, and you feel good, right? So it's right there, and they can do it. And and I still am very, very happy with where this program's at. But I think, God, I'm trying to think. It's, it's like you've seen a certain movie enough times, right? And that's what it kind of feels like. So that's why I'm, I'm a little bit zapped of energy right now. It's not that I'm ungrateful, and I'm not just saying that so I don't sound ungrateful. It's not that I'm ungrateful. I'm I'm happy for where this is at. I'm happy that I can get frustrated at a game when you're 20 and 8, 13 and 5 in conference and looking at a four or five seed. As I so often talked about with Lon, oh, give me those days where we get a four seed and we're like, oh, really? Well, you're back in those days. That's pretty damn good. Trent on the take. This would be Coleman Hawkins from the top of the key. Misses the three. DeMonte tries to tip the rebound. And it will be Penn State ball here. So one twelve to go. Penn State has missed now six straight shots. Seven straight shots, excuse me. But Illinois has not expanded the lead. The question is, will anyone score again before this game is over? A three for Penn State. Seth Lundy misses it badly. And this is going to be out of bounds and stay with Penn State. But they will review it. 
And let's take a look here. I mean, from first glance, it did look like it was off Penn State. And let's see. Now, Underwood's talking to Coleman. I don't know if it was about the shot. I, I don't mind the shot. All right, this is going to be out on Harar. Yeah. All right, so cool. So they will reverse that. And it will be Illinois ball with about, I think, right? I don't think, yeah, Kofi didn't touch it. I don't think. That's a bad angle right there from the other basket. But on the Penn State side, looking at it, Kofi does not touch it. No, he does not. So that's off on Harar. And you can tell by the way that that carom's off too. So let's see. Hopefully we don't get screwed here. God, my poor friend that's at this game. I mean, <laughs> there are worse things to do on a Thursday night than go to an Illinois basketball game. You know, they've missed some great atmospheres this year. I mean, God dang, the State Farm Center is back. Last Thursday was absolutely bananas. And, of course, they're taking two minutes to figure this out because this is so difficult. Jesus Christ. These guys suck. I I'm so sorry to make a Blake statement. And what is with this move that they do where they put their hand on the small of the other refs back as they look at the review board? What is this somewhat, like, affectionate touching of a lower back of another individual what the hell is that god dang they annoy like i'm not going to do the refs have cost illinois games thing because illinois cost themselves far more games than any ref has i'm just speaking in generalities here these guys kind of stink and of course this is taking three minutes to figure out a very simple thing jesus christ if i was that bad at teaching i would find another gig you know what it is? I think it's people get into these positions where they get to, I was going to say be official. Well, of course, they are literally officials. But there's something so official and administrative about being a referee in a basketball game and having that control over it. You give people any amount of control and it can really just do a number. They're still reviewing it. Oh, my God. I know this isn't the most <laughs> compelling podcasting. This is not complicated. Jesus Christ. They point towards Illinois side, and we'll see here. I'm texting the guys to see if they know anything. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, more time to drop a play. Hey, I might as well hit up our sponsors real quick. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com. Sorry for all the dead air. I'm sitting down here. I... I Got a drink. I'm just trying to relax, and we're going to get some early shut-eye tonight. Oh, nice, relaxing Illinois-Penn State game. They always are. They always are. They're still looking. DP Doe online at dpdoe.com for all the best deals and prices, dpdoe.com. We also got State Farm agent Brian Hansen. I, this is ludicrous. Online at brianismyguy.com for life, auto, home, business, renters. You name it, Brian is my guy. He can be your guy. Of course, it's Penn State ball. I don't. <laughs> Oh, my God. Unbelievable. That's just so stupid. Inconclusive, guys, right? What the hell is the point of replay anyways? They literally have visual evidence in front of them that it did not touch Kofi's fingertips, and it's Penn State ball. Okay, where was I? State Farm agent Brian Hansen online at brianismyguy.com. Fourth and Kirby online at fourthandkirby.com for your new lucky shirt. You better hurry up and get one, guys. We, we need some mojo, like I said. Fourthandkirby.com. And then finally... Rector Construction, online at R-E-C-T-O-R construction.com for life of auto home business. Sorry, that's the insurance company. I'm so sorry, Brian. I'm so sorry, Rector Construction. No, the weather's getting warmer. So go to rectorconstruction.com today to get a free estimate on your next home exterior project. That is rectorconstruction.com. All right, a wide open three for Penn State is up, and it is no good. Rebounded to Monte with 38 to go. Now, Penn State, I think, is going to play defense on this possession. No timeout for Illinois needed because they had... 
Three minutes right there, so I guess that's one benefit of it. No harm, no foul. Penn State misses that more time off the clock. So I guess thank you, officials, for screwing up that play. 20 seconds to go here. You just need a bucket, boys. Down to 15. Five on the shot clock. Here's Trent taking it to the rim. He almost loses it, but he does get fouled. That will be a one-and-one opportunity for Trent. And for Penn State, they did not mean to foul there. I don't know how much contact there was. We'll maybe get a look at a replay. Maybe not. But this is big, Trent. I mean, at least make the first. Make it a two-possession game. Yeah, no shooting foul there. So here goes Trent. Dun, dun, dun. Missed a big free throw at the end of the Michigan State game that ultimately didn't cost you. So let's see if he can nail these here. 85% on the season from the free throw line. Coleman and DeMonte are on the block to try to get an offensive rebound. The shot is up. And oh my God. <laughs> it went, it touched every bit of that rim. It goes in. 56 to 52. That's a four-point lead for Illinois. And here is the second free throw attempt. Dribble, dribble, dribble. Deep breath, dribble, dribble. And the shot is up. It is no good. Coleman, though. Coleman Hawkins gets the rebound. Guys, I'm having fun. Now, it is a jump ball, it looks like. And if so, it will go to Penn State, or did they call a foul on Penn State? Coleman jumping up to get that offensive rebound. What I love about the last few weeks of Coleman, you know, he, he had the 10 points against Ohio State. That's great. But he is doing all these little things, like winning plays. And that is so encouraging for a guy that I could have sworn a month and a half ago, he's going to transfer. He's not feeling it. Uh, body language told us that. The lack of minutes told us that could be an option. He got fouled. He's going to the line here. Incredible, Coleman. Be there, baby. Makes it. Well done, Coleman. That is Awesome. That is that is almost enough to make me feel good about the entire thing. <laughs> you know, you find these little things to latch on to. Coleman Hawkins. That's a heck of a thing right now. And I hope that Grandison's healthy. But if not, that will mean more meaningful minutes for Coleman. And I think Coleman's just going to get more minutes regardless of Grandison's status. Wow, Coleman. Got to say his first name like I'm a proud, proud papa or something. Well, how about that? What a wacky, wacky game. You know, this is going to be a shorter podcast. I'm going to end basically when this thing ends. And I, I hope, um, you know, basically I was just, <laughs> it's like a therapy session almost. Because there is uh, the stages of grief if you entered this season thinking greatness, right? Um, and there's still things that are attainable, but we, we see these things that tell us they're merely pretty good. And I'll take pretty good, right? And pretty good punctuated by greatness. I think that Underwood, as a program leader, I think there's going to be consistency here in terms of being in the top half of the Big Ten, making NCAA tournament games. Excuse me, voice is cracking. Long week at school. And, and that is all I could have asked for in any coach, right? And... I will be excited to see the next wave of guys because then you see the image of the program everywhere. I mean, this is truly Brad Underwood's team, but at the same time, a lot of the things that he wanted to implement were not based on a big man down low like Kofi. It was more a positionless brand of basketball, and that's kind of how he's been recruiting the last couple of years. So I'm excited for all that, but in the meantime, I hope, I hope, despite the acceptance that I say, I hope that this team can end the year with something to show for it more than just you know, 22 and 10, pretty good. And, and it, listen, I'll take pretty good after the gross era. But I think we all want a little more than that, right? Is that greediness? Yeah, it probably is. It probably is. 
All right, this game will tick out here with 12.8. So Penn State is going to inbound it, and they're just going to launch up a quick three. Well, let's see here. This is going to be quick three. It is up. It is good. Three-point game with 6.9 to go. Of course they made that. Ugh. Though, hey, no worries. Oh, wait, it is 8 o'clock. It was a quick game until, of course, that review. <laughs> Isaac just texted, this might have been the ugliest one I've ever been to in person. I'm trying to think what the ugliest one would be. I mean, there's been some bad ones in the gross era. I'm sure we could find plenty more of them. But, but again, that goes back to expectations, right? This team tends to lose ugly but win pretty in a weird way. And then there was like the Michigan State game this year, which they won ugly ultimately. But it felt great because you were undermanned. To my mind, maybe still the best win of this entire season, beating Michigan State at home when you were undermanned like that. So weird too, right? Because when you go on the road, you know, Michigan State and Michigan, the Indiana game before that, yeah, the Rutgers game was honestly the aberration. You went 7-3 and three on the road in the Big Ten this year, and you might not win a Big Ten title. What the hell is that? <laughs> I mean, 15-5 and five and not winning a Big Ten title, I thought 15-5 and five would do it. It looks like Wisconsin goes 16-4. and four. So, yes, I admit the bad luck involved in that. But um, you look at those losses, you, you're just like, ah, why? Because when you look good, you look really good. You look like a three-seed good. I don't think this team has ever this year looked like a two or one seed. There was even a comment by the color commentator before I started podcasting. Oh, you know, Illinois can win national title. No, they can't. <laughs> I mean, I guess they can. Technically, anyone in the NCAA tournament can win a title. But are we being real here? No. They aren't a title threat. They're a second weekend threat. And then at that point, it comes down to matchups if you can make the Final Four. All right, here's an inbounds to Coleman. And oh, wow. I don't know why they didn't foul him. Oh, they did. Two and a half seconds go off, and they get the foul on, and that will send Coleman to the line. This gets interesting. Now, he did make both of his last free throws. He just needs to make one here, but it's only one. Oh, no, it's double bonus. That's great news. And actually, no, now the refs switched it up, and are they sending Plummer to the line? I mean, here's the thing. The way that they called the foul on Coleman, he had already gotten rid of the ball, and it seemed like it was a late call, but they called Jalen Pickett on the foul on Coleman, so it's got to be him at the line. Of course, great officiating yet again from these officials, making things far more complicated than they actually are. I do have to wonder, are some of these guys just stupid? I mean, you got to give them credit. They're doing something that I would admit is a hard job, but it ain't that hard. There are more difficult jobs than being an official in a basketball game. Get out of the way, let the game take care of itself, but too often they interject, right? And uh, God damn, they just... I don't know how these players are get teed up more often. I mean, you know, you got to keep your composure as a player. Like when Kofi didn't touch the ball and then they called it out on him. I mean, what the hell? Coleman makes the first. Well done, Coleman. Three straight made free throws. That should do it. Four-point Illinois lead with 4.4 to go. Coleman Hawkins helps you close out the game. Really, really happy for him. And I don't, I, I don't ever need Coleman to be a star. We know there's that potential. I mean, dear God, early in the season, I said he was the third best player in the team the way he was playing early. No, he's not. But long-term, if you can make him a valuable piece, slot him in the starting lineup next year. But it, And I think that might be the difference for Coleman is that when he got taken out of the starting lineup, at first it probably was demoralizing, and we saw this big dip. But then he realizes, well, wait, there's no pressure in this role that I'm in, and he just went out and started just playing again. The confidence, though, was through the roof. I mean, to see him know where to be and when to be there and making winning plays, and if he misses the occasional jump shot, it's wide open, but he's confident enough to take it. I'm okay with that. His shooting percentage isn't great. We know that. But I will still take that. For a guy that I think eventually is a junior and senior is going to make a pretty good percentage of his threes. 
So he is someone that if he were to find whatever that next level is, is going to be a great player. Right now, he's a pretty damn big piece of this rotation when it matters the most, right? Because all too often, you will look at opponents and they got a four that can stretch you out. And while I don't think that Coleman would do good against a more physical four, like a Dante Scott type, maybe some of those lankier guys that can play the perimeter a bit, maybe Coleman would be the antidote in a particular matchup, or at least could neutralize a really good four more than anyone you've had in a long time. So, hey, if I'm, I'm trying to find silver linings here for a team that's about to go 21-8 and eight and 14-5 and five in the Big Ten. And yes, we'll all be watching with bated breath to see if Nebraska can somehow beat Wisconsin. All right, here comes the inbounds. Let's see if we can just end this game right right here. This is inbounds. Yeah, this game's going to be over. So it's going to be a long three-point attempt from Penn State. Will it be a one-point win or a four-point win? It is a four or five-point win, excuse me, for Illinois. That's why I'm not an accountant like my parents and sister. 60-55, to 55, Illinois now 14-5 and five in conference, 21-8. and eight. And listen, a win is a win is a win. This game is not something that concerns me any more than anything we've seen before. Uh, I, I do think that... There needs to be a major injection of something if they're going to make a run. But for today, if we look at it, I understand a bit of lethargic play after what happened Tuesday night in Madison. You know they'll be up for it Sunday. It's still going to be a great atmosphere. It's Iowa. That will be fun. It's really kind of a bookend from two years ago when the Iowa game at the State Farm Center was the last big one before COVID hit. And now as we're coming out of it, I mean, basically a maskless State Farm Center and I was back in town for the final regular season game of the year and the final regular season game in the Big Ten Conference. Something I thought the Big Ten might have thought had title implications. Nebraska is our only hope. <laughs> um, don't count on it. But Illinois does lock up the Friday, the double bye. And I'm pretty sure that locks them up in the two or three. And that would be the three unless Purdue loses again. So we'll take some look at uh, take a look at some of those possibilities of who you play on Friday. But the three seed would mean that if you win on Friday, and that would be the late game, then you would play Purdue in all likelihood on Saturday. Maybe Purdue craps the bed. There's something not right with that team mentally. And you know, as bummed as we are, they just missed a golden opportunity to win a Big Ten title. I mean, it does not get more golden than that. They blew it. If we're being quite honest, couldn't beat Wisconsin once. I'm sorry, guys. We saw what Illinois did to them, and you didn't need to beat them like Illinois did, but you should have gotten one stinking win against them. That is a team that is just puzzling in their silliness sometimes. So Illinois gets the win, 60-55. to 55. I, I, Listen, it happened. We can move on from it. Iowa Sunday. We're going to wrap up here on the 200 level. And next time we talk, we'll be, if not after the game Sunday, I'll get back on Monday. Yeah, um, and then we got the Big Ten Tournament and NCAA Tournament. Listen, things could be worse. I think if we accept that this team is pretty good, then we can maybe sit back, and that's what I'm going to try to do. I'm going to try to sit back and just let the things happen, and maybe they make a run, maybe they don't. I, I sincerely hope they do, but I would be somewhat surprised if they do at the same time. But let's be pleasantly surprised. I'll take that. All, all said and done, I will take a pleasant surprise, because guess what? Ba- baseball's not starting anytime soon, so we need something to occupy ourselves for the month of March, and I hope it goes deep into the month of March. That would be the most fun thing of all. All right. In the meantime, stay safe and stay healthy, everybody. I hope you're doing well and enjoying this little bit of spring. It's going to warm up again, 70 degrees on Saturday, another fairly warm day on Sunday, just like it was two years ago for the Iowa game. It is just going to be kind of surreal as that game gets underway. The last time my dad and I went to the State Farm Center before everything shut down and going to be cool to be back there for that moment, regardless of Big Ten title implications. And hey, Illinois 21 and 8. 
Third straight season with 21 plus wins. Underwood is building a winner. We got the guy. Long term, no worries. Short term, let's figure something out, right? I hope they do. All right, everybody. In the meantime, take care, and we will see you soon. It is the 200 level.